Welcome back. I'm still black. It's your girl, Fluid Flower. Um, yeah, we are back with another episode of Fluid Thoughts. Just want to say, follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on TikTok at Fluid Thoughts. Um, we can get together. We can connect. We can have conversations after I post an episode. I want to connect with you. So, yeah, be sure to follow. Girl, I'll follow back. Um, and I just want to say thank you to all the people, the friends, family, um, people that I've met online who have really, really supported me in just the two to three episodes that I have released. Um, I just want to say thank you because your likes matter to me, your comments matter to me. And I hope that we can just really grow this thing together and like really see it take off. Cause let me tell you something, baby, I'm tired. <laughs> Bitch, I'm tired of working and not making money. I'm tired of working in environments where I feel like I have to constantly prove myself. And so today's episode, I want to kind of talk about two things where I've I've sort of noticed, especially like in these work environments where you get to have the privilege of like working from home, but it really can be applied to anywhere. But definitely like definitely in this like mid-range, mid-salary, entry-level salary type area that I'm seeing, I want to talk about toxic work environments and I want to talk about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion today. And I bring that up specifically because of like the salary because I've noticed in places where I wasn't making mid-range salary, I think I told y'all on the comeback episode, I'm, right now I'm making 48K. When I was making, you know, $15, $16 an hour, there was no talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. It's like, motherfucker, you show up to work every day, we're going to fire your ass. Like, that's the kind of environments that I'm in. But in these spaces of, like, work from home and you're surrounded by managers who make hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not, you know, two hundreds of thousands of dollars and executives who have bonuses, yearly bonuses of in the millions of dollars, they try to like have this diversity, equity, and inclusion. And to me, it is honestly just one of the fakest fucking things. But before we jump into that, I want to talk about toxic workplaces. I have absolutely worked at some of the most toxic places that you could ever imagine. I worked as a teacher where one of the students I had made a rape joke um and like I wasn't cared for like emotionally and I just kind of had to sit and deal with it and like the student was like not reprimanded um in my last job that I had where I was an office manager I was sexually harassed he kept coming over to my desk now understand like I'm a very friendly person like I've taken on this mentality of like if I meet you and you're okay and you treat me nice like cool like we can be cordial or whatever some people mistake cordiality that you're interested in them. And I'm like, I am not interested in you and you need to get the fuck away from me. So basically what happened was he kept trying to like drop hints and pick up that he wanted to like go out with me. This man came up to me and was like, oh, um, I like big women. And I was like, okay, why <laughs> walk a flock of me when he's like, okay like that's literally what I was like okay like why are you telling me this 
And then he was like, yeah, like I, yeah, I definitely prefer bigger women. I like stomachs. I like cankles. And I'm just like, nigga, do you need your mail? Do you need to mail something out? Do you need to point me? Do you need me to point to the supply room? Why are you fucking telling me this? Then goes on to like, say that I should join like the national association for the acceptance of fat people. Now, back then I didn't have the fat liberation politics that I have now. So I took offense to it, but I mostly took offense to it because he kept trying to say things like, Oh, you're attractive. And Oh, I'm attracted to big women and this, that, and the third and all this stuff. What really took it there was he took a package. Like, so I would sign for the laptops. And so then someone like, Hey, Effie, the laptop came, do you know where it is? And I was like, I just came back from lunch. Like what laptop? So I, you know, log into the FedEx and I see that he signed for it. This man comes up to my desk and he's like, Oh yeah, a package came when you were out. If you want your package, you have to come to my desk and talk to me. Ah! HR. I immediately, immediately went to motherfucking HR. They told that motherfucker, they said, do not come to her desk. Do not come up to her. Yada, yada, blase, blase. But that's not even like the most toxic, right? I had this fucking manager, rich old white lady, like a fucking, and I never use this word, but this is the only word to describe her. A fucking cunt. I could not stand, like literally talking about her, my blood fucking boils. Not only would this bitch micromanage me, this bitch texted me one time after I got off work. She said, hey, Effie, I noticed that you clocked out at 5.01 p.m. Please be sure to make sure that you're not taking any overtime, even if it's just a couple of seconds. Bitch, how about you overtime this dick? (laughs) Bitch, how about you shut the fuck up? How about you take some overtime to shut the fuck up, bitch? And mind you, so I'm at the headquarters office and she's at the smaller office that was acquired um, through, you know, acquisitions and, and mergers and stuff. So she's like the head office manager and then I'm office manager one, but I work at headquarters, even though she's managing me from Austin, which doesn't make any fucking sense. And we're a team of two. This bitch would take processes from me and be like, Oh, well I need to do that. You don't need to be doing this. Cause she's trying to make sure that she fulfills all these tasks so she can have job security fucking bullshit then she would go on vacation and everybody's like Effie do you know how to do this and I'm like this bitch don't teach me nothing like what do you think I'm supposed to do so it's the sexual harassment the micromanaging the executive leadership team one of the executives this motherfucker got on my nerves I promise you he dealt with like small white man penis syndrome because this motherfucker will come up to me and kiki and laugh in my face and then go report me to the bitch that reports to him to the same manager so he's the the guy who's over operations he is her manager and she's my manager and then she he will go talk shit about me to her like you need to tell your worker that she can't be talking at her desk and i'm like i'm the office manager what did you did you not want me to talk to people so motherfuckers ask me where shit is i'm not supposed to say nothing Girl, mind you, I'm doing the work of five departments. That's another thing about toxic work environments. These people literally get these salaries. They making $300,000 a year. They make $400,000 a year and they don't do no fucking work. I am doing all of this fucking work for the HR department. I'm doing work for the executive team. I'm doing work for IT. I'm doing the work of three fucking people running five fucking departments i'm doing so much everything you think these motherfuckers raised my pay absolutely fucking not the reason why i ended up leaving was because the executive (laughs) um he was in the c-suite but he sent me an email we had been close like as soon as corona came harris county health department was like no office buildings cannot go back to work like you're not going back to work so we had been shut down for two years so the only people who were there 
were pretty much just like me and a couple guys from IT would be there, but they would filter in and out. So it was really just me. So when the old manager, my old manager left, there were so many processes that she didn't tell me or train me on where I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And they were like, oh, well, you know, just, just figure it out. So there's like stuff where I'm like, what do I do here? What do I do here? There's like mail. There's like, you know, letters that we send to people cause they don't pay their, their debts. And then we get like the bankruptcy letters. There is like, we were not in contract or we're still in contract with like our, our food vendor, but the food vendor can't make deliveries because the office is shut down. Like I'm talking about, this is like real shutdown time. So this man moseys to the office, the C-suite executive moseys to the office. And he's like, Hey Effie, I've been into the office the last three months and the office is a fucking mess. And you're a piece of shit. Like, he didn't say all of that. But he was basically like, you need to clean this place. And this place looks terrible. He CC'd, excuse me. He BCC'd the new manager who that they had hired because they had fired two hired another one and then I get into a one-on-one with this woman this crazy ass fucking woman who didn't know how to do shit and I was basically doing both of our jobs stressed the fuck out all the time and she's like yeah that was so rough I can't believe he would send that all that stuff to you in an email and I'm like again you're reporting me to the bitch that reports to you and you're sitting here bumping your fucking gums, but you was just in the office talking about how much you miss seeing my face, and then you're going to write in an email talking about some, oh, the office looks like trash. What the fuck are you? There's nobody here. There's nobody here, Stanley. <laughs> That's not his name. But bitch, like, what the fuck do you want from me? Also in that very, very toxic workplace and other toxic workplaces that I've worked at, you have fucking clicks. Oh, come to lunch with us. Oh, yeah, no, no, come to lunch. Oh, we were going to go to lunch. Oh, I brought my lunch. Then you don't go to lunch with people. You're not politic. You're not playing the game. Then bitches sit up here talking shit about you, trying to get you motherfucking fired. So it was a, a little bitch. We just going to call her the maid. And I call this bitch the maid because she get on my fucking nerves. She always in everybody's business. Um, And you call I call her the maid because she'll run her mouth and then try to go back and clean everything up like she wasn't involved. I'm like, no, you literally were involved in all of this shit. Okay. She started telling people about this office move and how we're gonna have new this and new that and blah 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 blah. mind you her the c-suite executive or her neither one of them fucking tell me so I'm like oh these these bitches is about to fire me let me get the fuck out of here all of a sudden because they going on these lunches and talking with each other all this is during COVID and whatnot people this bitch gonna sit up here and say yeah I wonder how Effie's going to fit into the new structure because the office actually kind of looks really crazy. And I'm like, you talking about the office looks crazy. The office looks crazy because we acquired all of these companies. And so when they ended up firing all these fucking people from all these goddamn companies that they acquired, all of the, the stuff would be shipped here. Bitch, I am one person. How am I supposed to offload boxes and boxes and boxes of fucking laptops and equipment? And I was like, this also, that's not a part of my job description. Y'all just want a fucking slave to come up in here and do all of this shit. You're talking about how I fit into the new structure. You right, bitch. I don't because I quit that motherfucking job. So not only is it clicky and people talk shit about me, it's also um, the pay is so fucking horrible. I wanted to get paid $40,000. Now, mind you, when I initially accepted the job, I didn't know how to negotiate. I just needed a job. And that's how capitalism preys on people. I left Jizz Feed <laughs> by force because uh, <laughs> the contract didn't renew. So I, I leave Jizz Feed and I am like, 
I am 24. I need a job. I need something. Cause at that point, my plan was trying to get me back to Los Angeles. So I took essentially the first job that was like, Hey, we'll give you a dollar more than what you were making at Jizz feed. I was getting paid $15 an hour. My contract at Jizz feed. So they're paying me $16. They don't, they train me. They, they do all this stuff. And then I start asking about like room to negotiate for raises. And they're like, Oh, well, you're not able to negotiate until after your probationary period is over. Then once your probationary period is over, then we'll see if you qualify for a merit raise. I got my little merit raise of 3%. Guess how much it was? 58 cents. 58 damn cents and they and I continued to make 1658 until the day that I quit and mind you I still quit on good terms because I'm talking shit on the podcast but I never like let them know anything I had to keep my cool that's another thing you having to again remain professional in the series of people specifically white people being absolute ass and fucking shit and racist as fuck to you had a bitch come up to me at this same fucking job and it was me and two other dudes who are uh, who were in IT I was working in the conference room because they were like making sausages and stuff and the shit just made my stomach hurt and I was vegan back then so I didn't even eat meat so anytime I smell people cooking meat and then you know (laughs) there are certain people who you know are palm colored who don't know how to season I'm just like it just smells like ass and cheese in here because they're drinking like beer cheese because they're trying to do like this Oktoberfest with the sales team and it was fucking it was absolutely terrible so I was like hey if anybody's I put a sign on my my desk I was like if you need me I'm in the conference room I haven't left I'm just in the conference room because I can't smell that so the two IT guys come to the conference room to ask me a question this one bitch gonna come up here talk about some oh are y'all having a secret black people meeting bro (laughs) bro oh my god (laughs) bro like I was literally about to pop that bitch in her fucking face but you can't do that because you're gonna be in the wrong when you defend yourself especially as a black person and I would even say for other people of color, but I'm just speaking for myself because I'm black. At the at the end of the day, you try to sit up here and you try to defend yourself to somebody's fucking ignorant ass, fucking racism or motherfucking sexism or ableism or whatever isms or phobias that they may have. Especially if, to me, verbal violence, emotional violence should be met with physical violence. Because if you think you're going to violate me in any fucking way and I shouldn't speak up for myself you you're the word you're the villain you're the fucking villain in the situation so I look at her and I was like well, I said why would three black people standing in the open having us have a secret meeting I said how how is it secret if we're in the public if we're able to walk up she felt so fucking dumb and then she ended up walking away and was like oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding same mind you she wasn't the only one who was full of shit because she was supposedly a Democrat and she listened to black women. And so it, girl, it be the ones. <laughs> it be those main ones sitting up here talking about repeating, essentially repeating talking points on Twitter, be the main ones who are racist as fuck because they center themselves regardless of what their politic is. Anyway, so also, so same dude, right? We talking about like racism. Same dude who sexually harassed me was a fucking black guy. When I tell you his nickname was Uncle Ruckus, because that man literally hated the fact that he was black, he lied to everybody and was like, he's 68% Irish. Bitch, where? Though when he said that, she said that shit in like the middle of like, I had to like plan the birthday parties. That shit was so fucking annoying. So we're in the middle of this fucking birthday party. Every month, I would have to drive to HEB or Costco or Sam's Club or wherever the fuck, right? I'll have to drive and go pick up all these foods and snacks and drive back 
set up the break room, set up the food and everything, and then start emailing people saying like, come to the birthday celebration. And the shit would piss me off because I'm doing all this fucking labor, literally being a fucking party planner, goddamn it, of the fucking party planning committee. <laughs> Um, being, being the head of the party planning committee and this man says in the room, broad daylight, it's all these motherfuckers in the room. Oh, um, where did you get these potatoes? They're so good. Reminds me of my grandmother who is, uh, 75% Irish. Nigga, what? Your grandmother is a black woman from Mississippi. Shut your stupid ass the fuck up, ho. This man would be, he got in trouble multiple times for saying, uh, things like, the Holocaust wasn't that bad. Slavery wasn't that bad. People need to stop ex- stop exaggerating. When I tell you, everybody was like, HR? <laughs> Hello, HR? Hello, police? Like, everybody was like, get him the fuck out of here. But they never did because he was a person. He's one of those people who's like really, really shitty human being, but they're so fucking good at their job and the company knows that we can't get rid of this person because they're so good at what the fuck they, that they do. So that was also some bullshit. So the racism, the ableism, the clicks, the harassment, you're overworked, you're underpaid, you're doing the work of five people, you have shitty managers, shitty executives. And so for me, that's, that's where it's like, oh, do I want to start working for myself, right? That's why I started this episode, like, bitch, I'm tired. Like, I want this podcast to do so well because I'm like, man, like, I really would just love to be a creator, like, all day, which also has like it's it's pros it's cons and everything's but it's just like damn that's one of my safe holds for working from home and having this job because now let's get into the diversity equity inclusion now that I am working from home I don't necessarily experience the toxic work environment as much I still think that I'm um that I'm underpaid um especially because like my pay is not meeting the cost of inflation like I said before I pay rent on the first I got like a, I got about 150 150 in my account right now and I'm trying to make that shit stretch I gotta buy groceries I gotta pay my internet and then once I get paid next Friday boom 95% of that check is going to rent and light bill. So I'm like, fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, they could get help a bitch out. When I signed my offer letter, motherfuckers was like, oh yeah, you get your 3% uh, yearly automatic raise. I ain't even got that shit yet. So I'm like, what's going on, right? Okay, so I'm work. I'm doing this work from home job. And honestly, like, I say this, I am never, ever, 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 ever in my fucking life going back to an office again. But the bullshit with these motherfucking work from home jobs do be this bullshit of you still, I still sometimes feel like there's a performative element to it. Um, like I'm not a person who is chatty, right? Also, I'm one of the only like few black people where I work. One of the only few black people. And so I'm not really like chatty like that. Cause that's not how I do. Like even when I was office manager I was like okay well I have to talk to people because this is my function this is my role but I'm just like if I don't want to hold conversation with you I don't want to hold conversation with you because a lot of you bitches just like to hear yourself talk just for the sake of hearing yourself talk and you don't have nothing of value to be saying to me so I'll be like okay and um so I'm never going to go work in an office ever again like if I work and change for a new company I have to be 100% remote. Like that's a given guarantee because working from home as a black woman, especially as a fat black woman who also has chronic illnesses, you know, I'm type two diabetic. I've got endometriosis. I have asthma. I'm high risk for like getting like all these like diseases, even outside of COVID. It is such a safe haven to where like, oh, okay, I can go take a quick break. 
Let me take a quick nap because no one's fucking bothering me. Flare-ups got you down? No problem. Work from your bed. Need to run a few errands? No problem. Run them, come back, and do your work. But one of the things that I've noticed in these types of jobs like this, especially because I work at a software company, these bitches be lying when they be like, friendly environment and we encourage diversity equity and inclusion because let me tell you why they be lying you are encouraging diversity equity inclusion but the bitch that's in charge of diversity equity inclusion be a whole ass white woman y'all be talking about diversity equity inclusion and be having majority white people at the motherfucking company (laughs) like does that make any sense because bitch ain't no diversity hey what where's the motherfucking equity where is the inclusion um, one thing, especially when it comes to inclusion, I, there are a lot of disabled activists who I follow online in the online space, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, a whole bunch of stuff where it was like revealed on like multiple platforms that when, when an employer puts must be able to lift 45, 55 pounds or something like that, they're deliberately discriminating against disabled people. And I'm like, that's, that's some motherfucking bullshit right now there are also currently no federal laws protecting an individual from weight-based workplace discrimination in 49 states except one potential employees um can be fired for being fat like there's no you know what I mean like there's no protections for like employees like is at will employment it's there we can we can terminate you for any reason at any time we're at will state they definitely don't want you to be motherfucking unionizing because they don't want to actually give you workers rights so what I've noticed in these very much so like aspirational type you know jobs like there's like this huge thing for everybody to like work in tech I actually did a TikTok video about these bitches really be lying about working in tech like there's a propaganda push to like work in tech I like listed like there are realistic ways that you can find these tech jobs but not all of these tech jobs are actually technical like even my specific job like I don't code I don't do any of that shit I just happen to work at a place that needs a function that I can support right okay So in the space of these big fang companies, big tech, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, Tesla, um, all of these motherfucking big ass, you know, and then other play Oracle, PayPal, Venmo, like all of these motherfucking like Silicon Valley type jobs. There are so many reports and stories of black employees talking about not only a toxic work environment, but the absolute and utter fucking racism. And mind you, these same fucking companies will sit up here and host whole meetings and seminars and fireside chats and talk about, oh, we're we're looking to expand our diversity and we're wanting to be equitable for all people and inclusive for all people, regardless of race, creed, color, disability. Bitch, then why the fuck are you sitting up here still hiring these motherfucking hiring managers and these recruiters who are racist as fuck there was a google uh outing type thread where like all these black people who worked at google or 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 who were like recently fired from google talked about the racism that they experienced there was one woman in particular she made a tiktok video about it and she also did a twitter thread about it and i think this was during i want to say the summer of 2020 if not 2021 but you can definitely go back and like find it on the internet. Um, and she talked about how when she's recruiting other students, she herself, I believe, went to an HBCU. So she's trying to recruit from HBCUs. So she just noticed that 
the talent that they were picking up, they were just going to majority PWIs. And she asked her boss if she could like, you know, you know, hire these people, like, cause she had put them through the interviews and all this other stuff. And she's like, Hey, I want to hire these people. And they go to this HBCU, they go to this school. Da, 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 da. And the manager goes, Oh, well, I mean, we really don't want to like hire people who may not possess the skill set because their school didn't properly prepare them. Bitch. You think because somebody went to a black school that they're not prepared for the real world? I even think what she actually said was, we don't want to attract talent that we don't find talented or some bullshit like that. Basically, she don't want to go to nigga schools is what her ass was saying. And so my point being is that these, like I said, these same fucking companies are trying to champion diversity, equity, and inclusion, but got the most racist ass managers. The, the executive suite don't give a fuck because it's not affecting their bottom line. And ultimately, that's really what I'm getting to. These, you, number one, you can't effectively champion diversity, equity, and inclusion under the superstructure of capitalism because it's not going to be diverse. It's always going to exclude. It is not going to be equitable. So the fact that people are even saying anything regarding DEI when we're not changing the superstructure of our workplaces, of our lives, of how we ultimately handle um, how, how ultimately jobs are like done. We're working nine to five, five days a week. Um, and, and they somehow, even in that can't even understand how that's not equitable. That's, we shouldn't be doing that as human beings, period. But the fact remains is that the superstructure does not allow for any, anything to be equitable because we are being literally exploited not only for our wages but our time and our labor so it's the fact that these places will sit up here and it's essentially just offer you symbolic nothingness they offer you empty gestures of nothing and it's like oh this is supposed to be in place a diversity equity inclusion team or an employee resource group um those are supposed to become in place Instead of us taking action and firing the managers who are racist and firing the managers who are um, sexually harassing people, firing the managers or firing team members who are literally the worst of the fucking worst and make it so fucking shitty and hard for everybody to fucking work here. Bitch, we already don't want to fucking be here. We have to be here because everything in this life that is our basic necessities is fucking commodified. And y'all take it upon yourselves and your ego to just make our work lives that much more difficult get the fuck out of here and you want to sit up here and act like you're championing diversity i'm gonna tell you a quick story about my company i'm not gonna name the name whatever yada yada, yada. we had a speaker come in talking about good trouble and this is the issue that i have with that because it's like the co-option of john lewis who is a fiscite fought for civil rights, all this stuff. There's a lot of his politics that I ultimately don't agree with because he definitely was de-radicalized and defanged as his political career went on. But the fact that you have people who co-opt civil rights leaders and talk about good trouble when you're the same company that hired this person to, I don't know how much money they pay them, but I know it was a lot of money. This person has a very high speaking fee to come and talk to us about how we can be catalysts of change in our work environment. We can be catalysts of change in our work environment if you pay me the money that you're supposed to be fucking paying me. Stop. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not coddling. But just stop fucking playing with people, essentially. Like, there's a, when it comes to me, I'll say it. But stop sitting over here acting like y'all are doing us this fucking favor. 
having this speaker co-opt language that was once radical from a person who was once radical or seen as a radical rather and then making it feel like oh this is supposed to help us no bitch what helps me is if my company raises my salary to match inflation because costs of everything are going all the way the fuck up and you sitting up here hiring this person, uh, paying them an extravagant amount of money to say, oh, we need to get in good trouble and we need to be catalysts of change. And we need to be active in our own lives and uh, we all need to support one another. Man, shut the fuck up. Nigga, I can support myself if you pay me enough fucking money. Stop fucking playing with me. Oh my God, that shit is so fucking annoying, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And it's just like. It's a, to me, it's a neoliberal framework of activism and change. And it's like, there's no material change actually happening. You just made a good speech. Like, okay, when during the summer of 2020, right? RIP to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and every other black person who was killed by state-sponsored violence. Um, but I saw and noticed that all these corporations, all these companies started releasing commercials and brand deal, not brand deals, but commercials and like uh, social media posts. We hear you. We see you. We're listening. Mind you, these are the same fucking corporations that had hella people catching COVID because they were deemed essential workers and did not give people fucking proper PPE. This is the meatpacking fucking uh, Smithfield, McDonald's, the plate, Amazon, like the fucking stories that we heard about people working at Amazon catching and dying from fucking COVID because they did not want to provide uh, uh, PPE. That's fucking crazy to me. But y'all want to sit up here and make posts and gestures and hire motivational speakers to inspire the workforce. You can inspire the workforce by making sure everybody is protected and has everything that they need since I'm literally spending my fucking livelihood at this goddamn place. That's the least that y'all asses can fucking do. Not no motherfucking Instagram posts. Not no motherfucking, girl, motherfucking McDonald's. <laughs> I think because, because you know, ever since the the motherfucker, what's his name? Justin Timberlake did the bada bada bars. Um, you know, they, they heavily target black people. You look at a, a McDonald's commercial. Every time you turn to McDonald's commercial, we, we on BT. Take it back. 2000 was 2007, 2006. You take it back and you see this motherfucking McDonald's commercial of this black man playing a violin and he's getting chicken McNuggets and he's dancing with this woman in the rain. And you know, it's very, very much so heavily R and B influenced. The man busts out with girl, you got a 10 piece. So dumb, bitch, and <laughs> bitch. Ask if the, if the black people uh, at McDonald's is getting a living wage. We'll wait. What about migrant workers who work on these cattle farms and these slaughterhouses? What about them? Are they being uh, pay, uh, paid fairly? Do they have work protections? Can they take sick days? No. I'm going to tell you, I think I read somewhere, some, somewhere on the internet. Somebody wrote, and it may have, it may have been a scholar, but I, I'll have to go back and find it and put everything in the show notes. And I know I ain't posting no show notes yet, and I will. Just, just wait on it. My show notes are essentially the blog posts when you go to fluidflyermedia.com. And I like, because my, obviously my show, <laughs> the way I speak is very errant. And sometimes I'm kind of like inco incohesive, which is why I call it fluid thoughts. So when I, when I write a blog post, you can go and read the stuff that I'm talking about. And it's, it, it flows a bit more better just for people to consume media in a different way. Anyway. What I read was the goal of America, once slavery was, quote, abolished, unquote, was to make 
our lives so close to slavery without somebody calling it slavery. After the abolition of slavery with the 13th Amendment, you now have um, tenant and sharecropping and then you have convict leasing and then you have uh, ultimately what is born as the mass incarceration, otherwise known as the prison industrial complex. And so people are being locked into prisons because of uh, felony drug charges, the war on drugs, all of this stuff. And that is literally how America uses its labor force. Not only exploiting us who are in the labor force, but prisons provide labor for companies who want to use cheap labor. If they're not outsourcing it to another uh, country in the global south, then it's the prisoners who are building that. A lot of the products that we use today, utility cargo trailers, metal utility traders, wire harnesses, evaporator coils, circuit boards, electric remanufacturing, processing potatoes, wire harness. I'm literally reading from corporateaccountability.org of the products that inmates have created. And I'll put this in the show notes that inmates are used or excuse me, that inmates create because of their prison labor. So it's the fact that you have these companies championing diversity, equity, and inclusion, and literally off of our labor, the things that we're creating, the things that we're supporting or things that prisoners are creating is literally going to war or to imprison people. And it's just like, what the fuck? So to me, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a fucking joke. And I also find it very funny how I've had multiple friends who have been like, oh yeah, let me call you back or let me text you later. I have to go to this diversity, equity, and inclusion meeting. Bitch, we are the diversity. Why the fuck I gotta be present at the meeting? That Y'all need that shit. I don't sit up here and hire only white people. I'm the only raisin in the loaf. <laughs> I'm the only raisin in the, in the loaf of bread, okay? In the loaf of white bread. And y'all sitting here trying to train me on diversity. And I know diversity goes beyond race because you diversity in religion, diversity in sexual orientation, diversity in all of these other things. But for the most part, baby, I'm good. I know it's different people who exist in the world. It's y'all crackers (laughs) who don't know that different people from different socioeconomic backgrounds and different religions exist and can potentially work at your company. That's what y'all need to be working on, not me. So all of that to say, we need better workplaces. We need easier workplaces we need to be unionized we want to talk about diversity equity inclusion then that needs to be included in the superstructure of how we live our lives and how we govern ourselves and govern our lives because other than that it's just empty symbolic gesturing and it offers no material change yeah Woo. <laughs> i'm kind of upset because like that shit really really fucking grinds my gears like people need change people need money we need salaries we need we we have the tools in order to give everything everybody in the fucking world everything that they need to live a good life and the system that we're under that benefits a few they decide to choose war and choose to pollute and choose to harm and choose to use and abuse us so at at some point while i'm sitting up here going off on this podcast we're gonna have to get together and organize and not take this shit no more like it's absolutely insane moving on to the segment that I like to call thoughts of the orchids. And I want to talk to you all about, and, and, and I've named it thoughts of the orchids because like when we get to this segment of the show, I think I need to figure out how I'm going to 
like put it to social media. I'm still figuring a lot of stuff, social media stuff, but basically I just want to like engage with you all and see like what your thoughts about something is as well, just thoughts of the orchid. So I'm going to bring you a couple things and then uh, maybe I'll post it again to social media and then you can like get back with me and like like DM each other. We can just like talk in the comments, however you want to chat. I just want to hear your voice. I want to chat with you. We should, I just want to be in community with you. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be a spoiler alert because I did watch the reunion of RuPaul's Drag Race and also the grand finale. Girl, okay. So let's start with the reunion. <sighs> I absolutely adore so many queens on this cast, right? Um, And I will genuinely say, even though... I guess Jasmine Kennedy and Diabetti that was supposed to be like the big climax y'all are so fucking boring because what like at the end of the day Jasmine was annoying Diabetti was annoying and it's just to me it was just like two annoying people yelling at each other because I didn't care for either one of them but I definitely cared for Diabetti much much less than than Jasmine Kennedy I thought it was really ridiculous how Dia started crying because it's like you sat there and constantly attacked people for when you felt bad about yourself because you didn't win. Georges, you know, put something together. Georges knew that they weren't a strong seamstress. They knew they weren't a strong sewer. So they did what they could do and they pulled it the fuck off. You were like, oh, well, I just think if someone has the body. Is Georges supposed to feel bad? Let people feel good in their wins. And I just felt like she was upset that she wasn't winning. So she wanted to spread her negative energy. I do think it was fucked up how she was getting death threats because baby drag race is never that motherfucking serious. If you're literally taking the time out of your day to send somebody a death threat, you need to reevaluate your whole fucking life because that's absolutely fucking insane. But in the same breath, I really didn't care for her crocodile tears. I was like, baby, pack it up. I'm not trying to see you do all this shit. Like girl, please. The grand finale. Okay let I made some notes I made some notes on the final looks and I'm just gonna briefly run through them I thought June Jambalaya's was uh very it, it was kind of ill-fitting I've seen it before and the nude mesh isn't matching Alyssa Hunter it was festive it was flamboyant I thought it was very fabulous cornbread fantasy gorgeous beautiful through and through thought-provoking and was giving me Disney Beauty and the Beast amazing Orion Story who is she um, Maddie Morphosis, Amazon costumes again. I really bitch. Um, Carrie Colby, ethereal, angelic, face card never declining. Um, Jasmine Kennedy. Overall, I thought it was a great look. I I just wish her wigs were a bit more flat because I think she's trying to go for, you know, like a like an accentuated wig look, but it just it it just looks weird to me. I don't like it. Deja Sky, mess.com. Uh, she looks like it's, what's that lady that goes, coochie, 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 coochie. Yeah, that's the, exactly what the fuck she looked like. George's, I love her reunion fit much better than the um, grand finale. I didn't think her grand finale fit was that great with that silver sort of fringe. Angeria Paris Van Michaels, that celestial bitch painted for the gods illusion is on point fantasy sold i think the gown could have been fitted a bit more but overall absolutely loved it bosco was stunning i'm just always underwhelmed by bosco because they're bosco uh diabetti the color was actually fabulous but the look was very boring i wasn't pleased wasn't impressed 
Lady Camden, very cute, very camp, very, very gorge, very playful. And of course, Willow Pill. Um, it was fierce, it was fiery, and it was definitely very Willow Pill because I, I, I always feel like Willow never meets the brief. <laughs> like Willow will, but I think that's her drag and I think that's what makes her so unique and so special. But I never really care for her outfits. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Willow Pill. The performances. Angeria performed exactly as I thought she would perform. <laughs> she, what did she say? Oh, I have to remember it. What did she say? Basically, basically it was the episode where she says that she's not a queen who like dances. She just pretty much stays in one spot and does her thing, which, which is like fucking great. And there was like a specific word that she said about it or a phrase that she said, and I can't remember it. But yeah, she performed exactly as I thought she would. Bosco again underwhelming boring and i'm like oh okay diabetes very meh just oh okay lady camden i love the reveal i thought she had great dancing skills and it was like that's the first you know set that you see that where the queen is actually doing you know numbers doing an eight count something and then willow willow did not have like great eight counts obviously but the reveals and the costume were fucking great. The the two heads on the side of her shoulder and then the head and her crotch, like, oh my God, like it was just great. So it made sense that both of them were chosen to do the final lip sync. Now with the result, I really thought it was going to go to Lady Camden because I just thought Lady was performing the song just much better. I couldn't take my eyes off her. I think towards the end that Willow had like a little bit of like, more energy but I also think that Rue was a bit biased because we all know that RuPaul was obsessed with Georges and Willow Pill this entire season and I think you know at the end of the day I'm actually very glad that they made it to where the the runner-up gets in a, like a fifty thousand dollars as well and I think that's for me that's what helped cushion the blow rather um or just like it allowed everyone to like accept the results at least for me it allowed me to accept the results but yeah Girl, I definitely thought it was going to Lady Camden. Can oh, can't even speak. I definitely thought it was going to Lady Camden. Either way, I'm super happy for Willow Pill, and I thought it was very funny at the end when she was like, "Thank you, Cornbread, for breaking your ankle so that I could win." <laughs> because, bitch, we all know if Cornbread never got out the competition, she would have turned that shit the fuck out, and she would be reigning queen right goddamn now. Very quickly, CNN Plus. <laughs> CNN Plus is set to close on April 30th after I think only being a streaming service for like less than a month. I think they opened April 1st and they're like, nope, April 30th. And I think I saw an article that said that the network sunk like $300 million trying to build up that platform. And I just want the girlies to know what's so crazy to me is that I remember it was that whole thing about like the insider trading and like all of those senators and like all these fucking rich ass white people who make decisions in our lives and affect us the most where they did all this insider trading and they all invested in like telehealth because they knew that this pandemic was going to be worse than they were originally letting on and so then there was like that fucking uh under trump like that fucking coronavirus uh, bill that was like passed where all these fucking companies 
started writing laws about piracy and like streaming so that they could make sure that they get their money because everybody knew that this pandemic all the rich people knew they're trying to get their fucking ducats in a row they knew that this pandemic was going to change eventually like how we live our lives we're talking people who own commercial real estate people who own movie theaters people who are who own studios in hollywood that this pandemic was forever going to change even if that they are pushing the propaganda for us to be outside and to be open oh there's a vaccine now or you don't need a vaccine there's no mask mandate all this yada yada bullshit it still absolutely scarred so many people and we will never go back to living our lives the way we did before so now with that that caveat we now have all of these motherfucking uh streaming companies and uh excuse me all these legacy media companies trying to get their own streaming platform and it's like do do y'all know that most of y'all don't have content that we want to actually watch and so with that thought I'm like who told CNN that this was a good idea who told you that (laughs) who told you that who told you this piece of information who sat in a fucking market research room and was like you know what'd be really good let's get people to pay extra dollars for already state-sponsored media even though we have state-sponsored media that they can watch on YouTube for motherfucking free. What? Who is... First of all, if you pay for CNN Plus, baby, you're lost in the sauce and you need to get it together. Sorry, girl, but this just that's just not it. And so the fact that it's going to be closing on April 30th gives me a lot of joy. And I want to see more big companies fail. <laughs> Speaking of big companies failing, Netflix loses 200,000 subscribers. And is projected to lose 2 million subscribers in the spring quarter. Before we even get into that, let's talk about the content on Netflix. Netflix. What is it? Well, next, bitch, you about to be out. Let's talk about the context on Netflix. I think it's so funny how I have so many, like, not gaffes or, like, I don't know. I guess they're gaffes. Just verbal typos. Because I be talking too fast. My mouth is dry. My throat is dry. And I do my lip pops all the time. But, um, anyway, I... The content that is on Netflix right now, I don't, I, I can't name one show that I actively enjoy that is like a Netflix original other than like, is Castlevania a Netflix original? Let me, I don't think it is. Like there's, you know, animated shows, which today I saw that they're cutting their animation. And what's really crazy is that the article said that the the CEO or the co-CEO was like, you know, all animation on Netflix from this point out needs to do as well as Boss Baby. But they Boss Baby is not an original Netflix uh, work. It's they're licensing it from DreamWorks. So you're taking away the animated content. You are. Uh, they fired a whole bunch of people. A lot of people are are having to leave, quit their jobs, this, that, and the third. And then you're also making stuff like Bridgerton. <sighs> Bridgerton, <laughs> at this point, Bridgerton is essentially a fantasy for people who, you know, want escapism from <laughs> from the reality, which is like fine. But Bridgerton is such a terrible fucking show. And it's not... <sighs> and I haven't read any of the books and right already there I know that when television shows or movies are adaptations for the screen from a book all the nuance and all the everything is like gonna be lost and it's it's just not gonna be what the original like intent was it's not gonna be like the original intent was and I get that 
but like let's let's talk about some of these characters i think it is so shitty and mind you i'm shit talking the show but i absolutely watch it even though i just said there's not a single show that i watch on netflix but i watch bridgerton to keep up you know with friends it's a social thing right the thing that irks me about penelope they treat this girl like she is just the horrid awful thing from the earth and it's like she gets no potential suitors nobody's coming after her she's just hanging over colin all the time Colin's dumbass went back to try and go see the one biracial girl because he was in love with her. I'm like, she had a whole ass baby and then got pregnant again by the motherfucker who took her in was like, I'll marry you so you don't have to live in disgrace. And you want to go visit her? The sister and the brother. What's her name? Kate and the Viscount. Girl, let me tell you something. That shit is the nastiest shit I ever seen in my motherfucking life. If you fell in love with the motherfucker that was supposed to be courting my little sister and you you trying to and you not only trying to you fucked my older sister, y'all are fucking nasty. That shit is gross. And not only is it an emotional lie, but it's just a lie and it's disgusting. I'm like, this this is really is what passing this is really what's passing for entertainment nowadays. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, we don't know when Bridgerton's coming back or if it's coming back. I mean, it probably is because Shondaland got that 11 figure deal to write like the series of like different books. So it's like Bridgerton and like all these other romantic love story type books and uh, mysteries and novels and other shit by other authors and authors and whatnot. But yeah, I I'm not sure how Netflix is going to get out of this because their stock is plummeting. The content's not good. And then you're taking away the content that people actually like. All I know is that HBO Max is probably going to reign supreme because they have those deals where something is like released to movies and then like a month later the shit is on HBO Max. I watched Godzilla vs. Kong on there. I watched the Snyder Cut on there. Yeah, basically HBO Max has the movies. Remember that? What's that one show? FX has the movies. That one channel FX has the movie so now it's hbo max got the streaming hbo max got the streaming because all these other girlies are just not doing it yeah okay this is probably one of my longest episodes and i hope you all enjoy um shout out to you so that um i'm gonna do my australian accent as, as if you clearly can't tell <laughs> um so yeah just make sure that you are following me in all social channels and all the platforms and follow me on twitter at fluid flower follow me on instagram fluid thoughts pod or at my um personal one simply underscore iffy and you can also follow me on tiktok <laughs> where well, i do a lot of these impressions and uh yeah <laughs> i'm a mess but yeah thank you so much for tuning in for this episode and this is my british thank you so much for tuning into this episode and um what am i episode what am I saying? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fluid Thoughts Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to all my channels at Fluid Flower. And if you can't, you're a bloody idiot sandwich. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that's my time, y'all. I will be back with another episode every Tuesday and I will see y'all. Be easy, be love, be light, be fluid. Love you. <laughs>